Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Jesus um, is our King. Now, of course, this is something that we proclaim every Sunday in our words, in our prayers, in our creeds. Um, we testify to our conviction um, that Jesus um, is our Lord. It's, it's why when the cross comes down to the aisle, you'll see some people who bow to the cross because that's what you do when you, know, you, when you go and you meet the Queen of England. You go and you, you bow to her. That's why when the, the cross comes out and the gospel is proclaimed, we turn our eyes to him to be affixed to Jesus' teachings. This kingdom is a kingdom that confuses us, that challenges us. It's a kingdom that is political, but it's not partisan. Pilate in John's gospel today was confused too. The religious authorities took this man Jesus and brought him before Pilate and says, this man is claiming to be a king. Do something about it. Now, of course, for Pilate, this is danger because you don't want to have someone else claiming to be king because I'm in charge. And I'm in charge here as a result of the Romans telling me that I'm in charge. The Romans exercised power and strength across the world, not because they were nice, friendly people, but because they were masters of torture and of violence. It's why they crucified people on crosses, because you would put them up where people could see them as they're walking in the city and out of the city. They would go and they would see those who had dared to question the authority of Rome. It was a powerful kingdom, but it was a kingdom that was won through violence. Pilate seems confused. Jesus, how is it that you can possibly say that you're a king? I have seen your followers. Sort of like the movie Little Giants with Rick Moranis, one of the great movies. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Right, and, and so Rick Moranis goes and gets all the kids who had been left out of the, of the, 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 the city's uh, football team, and he turns them into a championship uh, winning team. Of course, it was the annexation of Puerto Rico play that won it for them. Gotta go watch this movie. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so anyways, I mean, you go, I mean, you go and you look at Jesus, and, and he doesn't pick the star players. He goes and he finds some people who have, you know, they're just there fishing. He goes and he finds tax collectors who are enemies of the people and says, hey, come and follow me and be a part of the kingdom. And so it's understandable when Pilate looks at him and says, what do you mean? You look nothing like a king. You're not dressed like a king. Your followers don't look like, like someone who's, who's part of a royal gathering. But yet, as Christians, at the heart of hearts, 
we proclaim that we believe that Jesus has instituted a kingdom. As Revelation says today, a kingdom of priests to serve God. Each time we baptize a child, we baptize the child or the adult as a, as a priest of the new covenant, as a citizen of the kingdom of God. And we pray a special prayer in the Eucharistic service. We say that because in Jesus Christ our Lord, you have received us as your sons and daughters, and you have made us citizens of your kingdom. prayers and the creeds, we believe and we proclaim that this is a kingdom that has no end. As a child of the 1980s, I can remember with some sense of satisfaction and relief when I saw the walls in Germany tumble down. But it was a different feeling for my father, who had grown up in the 50s and 60s and remembered the days which nuclear war seemed imminent. Kingdoms in this world will fall and rise and fall again. Even our own Declaration of Independence holds out that there's a possibility that there's a time in which this American experiment may have to come to an end. Now, I'm not saying we need to be revolutionaries or anything here. But the only thing that is lasting is the kingdom of God. And we proclaim Jesus as Lord of Lords and King of Kings in America. And it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat that's in the White House. We still proclaim Jesus as Lord. We don't simply say, oh, person of that party got elected. Jesus, you're no longer Lord. <laughs> but it's not a prayer. It's not only a prayer that we pray here in America. It's a prayer that was prayed in Canada and in Mexico. In Honduras, it's a prayer that's prayed in England and France and Nigeria and Kenya. It's a prayer that is prayed in China and Japan and across the globe in every language by every type of person is proclaiming that Jesus is their Lord and that our citizenship in the kingdom of heaven is larger than the kingdoms that we build in this transitory life. Because the things that we see will come and go, but the kingdom of God is unstoppable. The temptation for many of us as Christians is to say, well, Jesus is taking a break up in heaven, and so until he gets back, you know, we'll pay, you know, honor to his name. We'll kind of give a nod to him every now and then, but he really doesn't understand what we have to live with. The great Episcopal priest, the late uh, Robert Capon, uh, said, you know, you, you know, talked about this, and he says, you know, Jesus never talked about a king, kingdom that will come. He talks about the kingdom that is here and now. It's not something that's off in the future, some sort of distant thing. It's something that we are experiencing and living now, and so we as Christians do not get the luxury of passing off the responsibility to be priests in the kingdom that God has given us. It's a kingdom that is here and now in which there is no distinction in the citizenship. All who have been baptized in the name 
of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are citizens. The person who is broken and sinful is citizen. We simply just get visas to live here for a while while we wait for the coming of God. We have to remember that when Jesus was enthroned upon the cross, Jesus was enthroned not with the holy, righteous, sanctified people of his time. Jesus was enthroned with criminals on the left and the right-hand side. People who were bandits. Modern-day usage, we would say that they were terrorists. And Jesus turns to one of them and says, You, you today will experience paradise. If Christ is enthroned upon the cross, says Porter Taylor, and God is glorified in Christ crucified, then any theology in any ministry that does not expressly include the crucified ones, the oppressed, the poor, the homeless, those who are on the margins, the unemployed and underemployed, is incomplete. Those whom the world forgets, the church cannot forget, because we are a kingdom of priests to serve our God. It's a large task. It's a heavy burden. But Jesus says that this burden will be light and I will be here with you to walk with you. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org and peace be with you.